Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. So thanks for being here today. We are talking about overthinking. We have with us Natalia Christie. She is an emotional and well-being life coach. And she's going, she's here to inspire us to stop overthinking. So I'm super excited <laughs> about this conversation. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Christy. It's lovely to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'd sure. like, yeah, no, go on. Sorry. I was just, I was going to say, share your story. Tell us how you got <laughs> here. How you, how can you inspire us overthinkers to stop overthinking? <laughs> so I'd like to tell you a little bit about my backstory first, about how I came about to become emotional and wellbeing life coach. So majority of my adult working life, I have worked and constantly worked at the speed of 200 miles an hour, which is pretty excessive. So I was constantly running until I burnt out. Um, I was forever on an emotional roller coaster of immense highs and lows. And I was living on that juggling knife edge, trying so hard not to drop everything around me. Um, so one of the things that came about was that I'd noticed that all my traumas in my life, either some of the big ones even and some of the small ones, had actually never been released in my body. So from the childhood sexual abuse that I went through, um, all the abandonment father issues, then the death of my middle son, um, I had several narcissistical relationships that I just kept going in and out of, um, uh, domestic abuse, emotional abuse, um, then the constant people pleasing, working stupid hours all the time. Um, because I was just constantly told that I was undeserving, I was never good enough. Um, and so all of that kind of not worthy, not feeling lovable, my mind kept score constantly. Um, it all came ahead about four, four to five years ago now, where I started having suicidal thoughts. Um, I wrote letters to my children. I wrote letters to my mom. Um, and it was from the sheer exhaustion that I fell asleep with my letters. And I woke up the next morning and I took my letters to the doctors and I told them I needed help. I My life had to change. I had to change. Um, but then the next problem that I seemed to have faced was that I didn't actually know how to change. Um, it took me probably another couple of years before the universe kind of crossed paths with people that helped me find a different way to be, to live, to think, and literally to breathe at times. Um, so one of the first things I had to deal with was my constant overthinking. It was the catalyst once I managed to get that under control. And I've now spent the last 18 months uh, dedicated to my personal and spiritual growth um, and because of this and the scars that I have um, I wanted to share my story with the world and for the people that were in my situation have been in my situation I just generally wanted to let them know and authentically know that I had got their back so now I have the pleasure to help other women release their past traumas in order to unleash their inner goddesses 
so they can live the life they're supposed to be living, achieving all their dreams and desires, aspirations, and enhancing their emotional and mental well-being. So that's how I came about. We love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, I hear a lot of stories. <clears throat> you know, we all have our journey and our story that led us to being a healer. Um, and I hear a lot of stories because I do this a lot and I work with healers. And once in a while, you just get that story that really touches your spirit, probably just because we resonate with it on some level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said healing from narcissistic relationships, and it's pretty common for empaths to attract narcissists. And me being another one of those healers that attracts narcissism. Um, and that is definitely a trigger to overthinking. It is it, your brain doesn't ever stop overthinking it because you're trying to understand something that is not comprehensible. And so I don't mean to take it down a rabbit hole. I want to pull a card for you, but I want to put that out there so we can talk about it because it's so important. And that's the part of your story that really hit me. And yeah, that is, and that was one of the, that, as, as I said, was kind of the, the icing on my cake. It was very much, I could not comprehend how someone could do that, how someone could think that, how someone could treat someone that like that way. And it was, a, it was constant. And then it was, as, as we all know with, unfortunately with narcissists, they will then be really, really nice and pleasing towards you. And then in a split second, they've gone again. And all we then want to do as empaths is give and give and give. And we literally give everything of ourselves to these people because we think that's what we need to do. We need to please, 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 please. And it's draining and it's exhausting, but it makes the noise in your head so loud that then you can't process any of it. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I I can definitely resonate with this. Come on, Christy, definitely. Okay, so we're going to pull a card and then we're going to let you let you inspire us so these are the cards that i pull these are question cards can we pull mm -hmm. one so feel free to answer it however you want to but this one says oh what are three things you wish for me but i want you to just say you wish for your clients or your listeners so what are three things you wish for other women oh that, that oh it's hard to pick just three because i always want so much for them but um I would probably the top one is to have internal peace. Mm. And when I talk about internal peace, I, I'm talking about the internal peace that they're not living with a constant battle, a constant war raging inside of them that they can come up to problems and solutions and they can face them. And it's not a constant battle for them. So peace has got to be one, I, I would say. I would love all women to um, have joy in their life. Um, to have that where you, that, that, that kind of joy and contentment that you get when you smile at your children or your family when you're proud. But I would love them to be able to look in the mirror and to smile that way at themselves. So that is something I would really, really like um, for them. And I think my third one is I would love them all to think and dream big mm. and not play small. That's the other one I would really like for women, clients, 
myself, you, you know, I think we should all start dreaming and thinking bigger. And if you feel into that, another woman wishing that for another woman is, that is pure love. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So share with us all your wisdom about how to stop overthinking because we need this. We need this information, every single one of us. <laughs> so I've narrowed it down. There is, there's lots of different steps and you'll see lots of different techniques out there. But when I was at my worst with my overthinking, trying to find information on overthinking was way too much. That's how, how I find it. There was too much and my brain couldn't cope with it all. So the way I've gone about doing it and I've created a workbook with it as well um, was I've broken it down to three steps, three very, very easy, simple steps, which anyone can do. So step one is as simple as being aware, being aware that you are overthinking. And that was my first step because I didn't necessarily realize that I was doing it. I thought I was actually having conversations with people, but it wasn't. I was actually having them in my own head. So that was one of the first things that I had to overcome. I had to deal with the fact that and recognize and accept that I was overthinking. So that was the first thing that I would say to everyone who is letting the voices in their heads really be really loud. So how do, how, how, so somebody doesn't have that realization, how do they know? How can they identify, okay, I'm overthinking, this is my problem. So one of the things that could normally flags up is the, when you, the constant negativity of, of a spiral, that is one of the major signs that it will literally be one negative thought And then, so a situation that you could be in right now, you have a negative thought about it, but then all of a sudden, you've got a negative thought of a a memory or an experience that happened five years ago, 10 years ago. And then you'll have another one that comes up randomly from a different time. And it's not relevant to the moment that you are in. That is when your realization will come because it's not relevant to the present moment that you're in. So that is where your awareness comes from. And with anything, it takes practice and time. So the things that I'm going to teach you and go through and explain, I will also give you a way of um, implementing it, which might sound a little bit daft at the time, but it will come. It, it It will become clear. All right. So the second one um, was breathing. So a lot of people and a lot of clients have said, oh, I can't do breathing exercises. I hear that so often. So the way I say to it, if you can't do the box breathing, which would be in the breathing, breathe in for four, breathe out for four, breathe in for four, breathe out for four. So if people struggle to do something like that, and I did. At the beginning, I couldn't concentrate on listening to the voices in my head and the noise and that, and then try and intentionally breathe as well. That was, and count, that was like way too much. So the way I put it was, just intentionally breathe. So notice your breathing. And I always started from my stomach. And I, then, I, uh, so my, my stomach, 
then my abdomen and then my chest. So I watched it. I physically watched myself breathing. So I literally looked down, watched my stomach move, chest move, filled my lungs up. And then I breathed back out. So my lungs went down, my abdomen went down, my stomach went down. And it was literally watching myself do it because that's how I seem to activate the fact that I'm intentionally doing it now, not automatically doing it. And that was the thing. You need to be intentional with it. So breathe in, fill your lungs up, breathe out. No counting involved, but just do that a few times, but have intention so you can feel yourself breathing in and out. So that was my second one step was to have intentional breathing. My third step was meditation. And again, at the beginning, there was no way that I could think of even meditating, but the concept of meditating to me was someone sitting cross-legged, hands going, "Mm," and that was too much for me. So the things that I do, what can I hear? Well, at this moment in time, I can hear the rain outside. I can hear people talking in the corridor. I can hear cutlery being moved around downstairs in the restaurant. I can hear someone laughing outside. It's really listening to your surroundings. What can I see? Well, I can see that I've got grey curtains in the room. I can see Christy on the screen. I can see the suitcases on the floor and I can tell you what colours they are. I can tell you what it looks like outside the window with all the bright lights. There are all the things that I can physically see around me. Then the other things is what does it feel like around Can I feel a breeze on my skin? Well, at the moment, no. But that's the sort of thing that you'd be looking for. Or can you feel the sun warming your skin? The other things, how do your clothes feel on you? Well, my linen trousers feel quite soft on my legs at the moment. I can feel the the texture of the sheet underneath me on the bed that I'm sitting on. I can feel the cold, smooth floor underneath my feet. And actual fact, the tiles have got little dimples in that I can feel. So it was using all of my senses, but taking one at a time and actually saying out loud to myself, what is it that I can see? What can I hear? What can I feel? What can I taste? And so... This would take me back to the step that I mentioned at the beginning about when to do it. With When you're overthinking, trying to get your brain to work in a, a logical manner is difficult. So what makes it easier to do and to practice this, so, so when you do need it for when you start overthinking and you can use it during the day, was I piggybacked off another habit. So I piggybacked off brushing my teeth because I did it twice a day. So in the morning and at night, I practiced my meditation. So I practiced being present and in the moment. 
So they were the times, and it took me a few weeks of doing this, but every time I went and brushed my teeth, I listened, I looked, I tasted my toothpaste because I used my, my taste. I could smell what could have smelled around me at the time. Majority, again, majority of the time, my toothpaste. But these were the senses that I was using every single time I brushed my teeth. So then eventually, with a little bit of practice, when I started to feel overwhelmed during the day and the noise was getting too much, because I'd been practicing in the morning and at night, I was then able to meditate during the day. So I was able to bring myself back to a present moment. It, I felt very safe and secure in that moment. But using the piggyback technique really, really helped me. So that would be one of my tips for someone is piggyback it off a habit that you already do automatically, because it's a lot easier to start a new habit when you're piggybacking off one that you're already doing. Yeah, that's good advice on that. And I hear what you say about the breathing, because <clears throat> I have been that person that's like, oh my God, I'm not going to work with somebody who makes me breathe. <laughs> It is the worst thing, but I, how I like what you said about piggybacking. So for me, it's like, I said, I told myself, okay, I'm obviously resistant to breathing. It's a, it feels like a heavy chore. It feels like hard work. And so what I told myself was if I hear somebody say breathing or I hear somebody breathing or breathing comes into my awareness, I'm going to take a really big, deep breath. And that was my, that's how I do it with the breathing. That's the one tiny step I can take for breathing is, mm -hmm. oh, I'm being reminded to breathe, breathe. And then the grounding technique, I love that. Even just hearing you talk about it and walk us through that was grounding, you know, and years ago when I was brand new to all of this, my cousin said, Christy, how you ground and connect to yourself is just by using your five senses. And that brought it to a, a complete clarity, like feel what do you feel? What do you see? What do you hear? Like that, it just, even just talking about it softens mm -hmm. and brings us. I love that. So thanks for sharing those. No, you're welcome. I'm curious what you have to say about, I was reading somewhere about high intelligence or high IQ being connected to overthinking. And I know that being an empath in general can cause us to overthink a lot. What, what do you, what's your professional take on that? Yeah. So I've read something very similar that um, the people with the higher IQ become are more prone to overthinking and be and to overwhelm than people with less IQ. But what I do find is that the people with higher IQ seem to have a more logical way of processing information. So, for example, at night time, that is when all of our bodies will process our day. But I also found that people who had um, higher IQs would take longer to process something that's happened to them if it's been in reference to um, overthinking and overwhelm because they have come out of the emotional state and then they've gone into the logical state and the logical brain then takes over, but it needs to then process every single thing that's happened. So it's as if they, that they're reliving it twice but luckily for um, the way we process things, we do a lot of it in our sleep. So we will, we do do it. 
a hundred times faster than actually what happened. But yeah, the um, logical thinkers and the people with higher IQs who are more analytical thinking, they do seem to uh, be more prone, I've read, than uh, people who aren't. Who So empaths, us poor, us poor souls. <laughs> <laughs> relive everything relive everything twice as well <laughs> right yeah you hear yeah. somebody's an empath and you want to just be like oh you poor baby <laughs> I'm so yeah. Sorry. yeah 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 I'm afraid I hate to say it but yeah we definitely do do relive it twice so we're on the emotional level and then um our logical brain has to kind of sort it out out and then um file it all away for us so yeah um, so I'm sorry, empaths. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's okay. We there is blessings that come from it too. <laughs> there is definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, just learning more about the things that <clears throat> cause us to not have that internal peace that you talk about. Mm. It's such a good topic. Yeah, to definitely. And it's, it, I do think it's, and it's something that's so simple. And I do believe that the, the once we can, people understand where thought comes from, because a lot of people also think that thought is against us, that like it's out to get us, but it, it isn't, thought has no agenda. It's no, it hasn't got a positive agenda. It hasn't got a negative agenda. It has no agenda. Thought is just thought. And I think one of the other things that, um, people need to realize and understand is actually where thought comes from. So um, there was a couple of analogies that I heard and I absolutely love if um, if I've, it's okay for me to share. <laughs> so um, thought is like, if you think of children's bubble machines, I think all of our kids have had bubble machines at some point or another. So if you think of a thought as a bubble, so it just, it, it comes out, it floats around, and then it just pops. That is what a thought should do. But then occasionally you'll see you get a couple of bubbles and then they're stuck together. So what happens is the second we have a thought and we put a feeling or an emotion to it, that's when the bubbles get stuck together and they get bigger. And then all of a sudden you'll see another bubble. And that's because we put another thought that happens to be in reference to the first thought. So for example, um, I don't know, you, you're driving in the car and someone cuts you up. And then you, that really irritates you. And then the next minute, I don't know, two weeks ago, someone did it as well. And then someone did that. And then you're really getting angry because you put more thought to it, more feelings to them thoughts that so we create more of them thoughts because our brains are fantastic like that. It will whip through our internal filing system and create every single time anyone's ever cut you off and presented to you because that's what you thought about. So it's gone, oh, well, they, they obviously want this information and they give it you. And then all of a sudden you've got all these times that someone cut you off in your head and you're raging at that point. So <laughs> it's in reference to anything. So if you're thinking happy thoughts, you your filing, internal filing cabinet will bring out all the happy thoughts for you. If you are sad, it will bring out all the times you've been sad, frustrated. It will do it exactly what you've been asked, you're asking your brain to do. It will provide you the evidence. That's what it does. So to make sure 
our most powerful moment is between thought and then feeling and action. So that is what we call our power, power. So if we can control what our thought does, so it comes in and then we just let it go. So we need to do that before we attach any feeling or emotion to it. Because when we attach a feeling and emotion to a thought, that's what creates our action, our behavior. So you tend to do something when you're irate and then you regret it afterwards. So if we can control that before we put a feeling and emotion to it, that thought won't do anything because it had no hidden agenda in the first place. We just need to let it go. That is the whole idea of where thoughts come from. Thoughts are like bubbles. They just come, they just go. So yeah, that was my one of my analogies that I read and it has always stuck with me. And I think that is absolutely spot on for me. Yeah, I love it. I think I, I think it resonates really well with me. I'm, just, I'm having a bubble machine brain moment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good analogy and a, and a good visual because it positive or negative, you are building your bubble machine is happening. Let's just do it. Make sure it's positive versus yeah, yeah. versus make sure it's positive. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So tell us a little bit about how you work, how somebody can work with you if they want to work with you or find you? So I can, I will drop you a link to um, to um, a one-pager site at the moment that I've got up um, that is live that will give you a little bit of insight into the over, how to overcome overthinking workbook and then it will also give you a link to take you to that site as well. Um, currently I don't have a website but I do have a Facebook uh, group that is called I Got Your Back and um, so you can always find me on there um, as I said I am looking for um, to set up a website in the future but at the moment it is on that or um, Instagram um, but again all my bio details I will forward over to Christy for the podcast link and also to, as I said, the links to the workbook. So you will all be able to have them and, and contact me whenever you like. Yes, we will put that in the description of this episode. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing with us. This was a good talk and you are lovely. No, been a joy. I've loved it. Thank you so much for having us and I um, can't wait for us to chat again. Yes, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>